Hey, welcome to another podcast with the round guy, uh, my technical uh, partner, Dave Johnson, and a special guest. Today, you folks are going to think that we are doing nothing but being uh, showing some nepotism. The last podcast we had was with the uh, wonderful, uh, talented, uh, lovely young woman uh, we've come to know and love as Claudia Farrell, a.k.a. The Bear. Today, we're talking with her father, Willie Farrell. Uh, I guess, too, could be called The Bear. Uh, If he gets uh, rough and tough and angry, you know, he's going to take all of the salmon away from everybody. Uh, So the... The older version of the bear, our good friend Willie Farrell, who we've had on before. Willie, uh, good morning. Good morning, round fellow. Now, uh, it's our understanding you've just returned from another successful week, making people laugh in Las Vegas, Nevada. How'd that week go? Our favorite place, buddy. Uh, yeah. It was, it was wonderful. It's uh uh, the place I play, the L.A. Comedy Club at the Strat, they just opened up a new venue. I mean, they've been there for a while, but they, they uh, actually uh, built a, a bigger club on, on a different floor, and it was uh, it was fantastic. And I, we killed two birds with one stone. My wife was there with a, a, a big convention for – she works for Remax, uh, and they had a national convention. And so she was there at work. I was there at work. They all came and saw my show. And, uh, you know, nothing, and the nothing best part about that. it, you can both write it off, huh? Exactly. Take that IRS. <laughs> hey, listen, even if you uh, lied on your income tax uh, form, the, I, I've heard that the IRS is backed up for a couple of years, so they'll never find it. Let's hope. Let's just hope yeah. that's true. You're, you're now, about the God's ear. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and it's just been a while since I've been out there in the stratosphere uh, in particular. So on the top floor, what are, they they've got yeah. these rides that'll just scare the oh. hell out of you. Uh, I mean, they got a roller coaster that'll take you all the way to the edge. You can bungee jump off this son of a gun uh, to your death, I think. And uh, I mean, it's just not, the coolest thing though is, and I do it every time we go. Me and my wife is uh, they have the restaurant up there that that uh, rotates very slowly, so you can see the entire strip. And to go right. out there and have a meal is pretty cool. I mean, and we do it every single time we go. Yeah, I've eaten there. That's great food. Yeah. It's like a five-star yeah. restaurant, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the prices are five-star, so, yeah, I would, I would hope it's five-star. Yeah. So now, did you, yeah. did you bungee jump right after you had a meal? Well, guy, I can't even watch it do that. I, there's a pool that's down on, like, the 20th floor, and if you lay at the pool, you can look up and see him go, and I mean, whenever I'm laying there, if I look up and I see somebody at the edge, i got to turn my head because I'll get sick. It's, it's insane. Uh, you got to have a death wish. I'm sorry. I don't know why you do that. Well, I uh, the, the bungee jump thing is after I've been there. So I'm not familiar yeah. with that, although I can picture it. But but I did do the roller coaster thing, and, and that was enough. I, I, uh, I just can't. I'm with you. I can't do that. I, no. It's, it's, I'm afraid. It's I, I'm not, I don't even like being this tall. Uh, that's how much I am opposed to, you know, getting up in the air like that. You want to murder yourself? Well, you go into a biker bar, you'll fire. Do anything else. If you really want to die that bad, there's other ways to do it. Exactly. My fear, if I did the bungee jump, is that just as I started the leap, 
that somebody would yell, hey, isn't that supposed to be tied to something? Yeah, exactly. Although I didn't think you were going to say, when they asked you, so well, what do you weigh? And you're going to say 175. They'll say, okay, because it'll hold 180. And then, <laughs> and then they're going to fight. It. it snaps there at the end. <laughs> uh, that's uh, uh, crazy. It's crazy. But now let's turn our attention to something that's, uh, I know, very uh, important and very dear to you, as it is me. Let's talk a little baseball. We're back. Play ball. Yes, it is we're back. We are back, and it's just uh, just in time. Yeah. And then, uh, as I would have imagined, uh, that means the trades and the uh, yeah. big big shots signing contracts, the free agents are going here and there, and there's yeah. rumors about this player with that team on down the line. And I I I know the Yankees, as I know you're yeah. you're a big Yankee guy. Uh, the Yankees have made some moves, and they're not done yeah. yet, or so the rumors su- suggest. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on on the Yankees this far? Well, I I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, the Donald the Donald's the guy that, that they got from the Twins. Uh, I mean, he was on the. I mean, he bounced around quite a bit, and I've seen him in games. He's uh he's been a, a, a you know a, 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 a kind of a clutch guy every once in a while. I don't know if that was the trade to make. They got they got rid of uh, Sanchez and. Um, you know, with the Yankees, you just never know. I mean, uh, I like Sanchez, but uh, he he's gone now. So, uh, and uh, they got a, a, a shortstop. I can't. He's got seven names. I don't know what what his names are, but um, you know, they still got they, they still got the. Uh, I mean, they still got the, uh, Stanton. They still got uh, Aaron Judge. Uh, they got they've got some of the clutch guys there. Derek Cole's going to be on the mound, so they still got Chapman in the bullpen. Um, yeah, you only hope for the best, man. You just never know. Well, uh, I, I know that when you mentioned Gary Sanchez, there have been times when here in Oskaloosa you could hear me in Des Moines screaming about him. There was there was questions about his uh, defense. Uh, he could he could uh, strike out with the best of them, and then occasionally pop a, a four hundred foot home run and drive in two or three and. And, and save the game or, or get the Yankees back in it. So I was always kind of on the fence with Sanchez. And, yeah. and uh, I'm not uh, sure that, that they're going to rely on this Goshiaka or however you say yeah. his name. Yeah. Uh, he'd he fill, filled in occasionally and didn't do a bad job, but I don't look for him uh, to be their full-time catcher. I know they traded for somebody that that was catching part time, you know, on another team. I think the Rangers, but but so I think that we're going to see them go after a a first level catcher. Uh, you know, brown guy, we always you know, we got spoiled. I mean, all through the years, of course, everybody everybody hates the Yankees like they hate Notre Dame. Like it's it's that it always seemed like the Yankees. Could just and people get pissed off, you know. Well, they buy their way to championships. Well, who cares? You know what I mean? Uh, and, and that was always the thing. It always seemed like at, at the closing, the Yankees would always come up with them top pieces. And now, parody and baseball. I mean, a lot of teams are doing that now. I mean, you know, the Dodgers. I hate to say it. I mean, but it, it, it's like they've surpassed the Yankees. There used to be if there was a free agent that was a top free agent, there was ninety percent chance the Yankees were going to get them. And now it seems that there is the Dodgers are going to get them. You know what I mean? They uh-huh. sold Mookie Betts. You know, they, I mean, it's just, so I don't know. I mean, I hate to say it, but uh, 
the Mets are the team to watch out for. I mean, their, their pitching staff is is insane. They got they got the, the, the Scherzer from uh, uh, the Nationals. I mean, they're going to be just flat out there. Their their their, their rotation is going to be just nuts. So that's I I don't disagree with that. But yeah. the the Yankees, back to the Yankees, they uh, still got a a lot of confusion about who's going to be their first baseman. They've got yeah. uh, this yeah. DJ LeMahieu. Uh, I, I love LeMahieu. I yeah, he's LeMahieu. the toughest out in the Yankee yeah. lineup, I think. Yeah. yeah. And he's, uh, he's not going to hurt you defensively. No. But then there's there's a chance they could re-sign uh, Anthony uh, Rizzo. Mm-hmm. And and uh, they got still got Luke Voigt, who who's got yeah. some pop in his bat. Yeah. Uh, so there's you know there's some confusion and questions about first base, mm-hmm. and and so uh, I think soon we'll figure out here who's going to be their main guy at that position. But then we, as like I said a moment ago, we got to find a full time catcher. Uh, yeah. The uh, the trades they've made this Donaldson from from the Twins. Yeah, he could play short and third, and and uh, he can drive in some runs. And yeah. been an All Star, was the MVP in uh, two thousand five, I think, something like that. I won, yeah. and and so it's just going to come down to who makes the, the. And and you and I both know that that you could have a mediocre player, or so he mm-hmm. appears to be statistically. But he gets yep. to a new team, and then he it's and, like yeah, it gets revitalized. Yeah, yeah they, they, they somehow the, the change of scenery allows them to just bust it wide open. Yeah, that's what's great. I'm, I'm fearful that uh, uh, Sanchez and uh, Urshela are going to do that with where they end up, <laughs> and then yeah. all us Yankee fans are going to go, "Why did you trade him?" Yeah. Well, that, that's true with every player, though. I mean, you, you see that happen all over the place. I mean, the Cubs at one time uh, had this little—I uh, can't think of his name—but the little utility second baseman. Then he ends up going to the Angels or something, and you know, he ends up hitting three fifty. And I said, "Well, why did you do that with us?" Well, sometimes people need a uh, you know a different change of pace to uh, vitalize them. Hey, before I forget, we're on the Yankees. I got to tell you what happened uh, about a month ago. I get a uh, uh, fundraiser for this young team. Uh, here in Des Moines, that that's um, uh, you know, it's like select team. You know, I've got all these eleven-year-old kids, and right. they got a, they got an invitation to play at Cooperstown during uh, the uh, uh, the uh, uh, the inauguration of uh, I think it's Big Poppy this year. Um, and so they, they they got they got the invitation to play. Now they had to do a fundraiser, so they they had to raise thirty thousand dollars. So uh, I went and I did the show, and uh, I, I, we sold it out. I mean, we had uh, quite a few people. They raised the money, and uh, when they were done, they said, "Well, thank you. Uh, you know, you know, we're happy, happy to have you there. It's a nice thank you note." And that's all I really expected. But a lot of times, you expect more. Well, uh, three days ago, uh, a person from the, from the, the team stopped over my house and we got a little present for you. And you know what they gave me? You'll love this round, guy. They gave me uh, a box of. Uh, do you know the, uh, the the World Series rings? The, uh, right. Uh, the the du- whatever the duplicate, whatever the, the, the yeah. They, look, they gave me a box of every Yankee World Series ring. Really? Yeah. And look who's done. <laughs> yeah, really. I, it, it's, um, I, I I should take a picture and show it to you. It's unbelievable. 
Yes, do that, please. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I die, I, I'll leave it to you in my will. I've seen uh, a display. In fact, in fact, they're in the Hall of Fame. They have yeah. they have rings from like you know going back a hundred years or something. Yeah, and, yeah. They, I mean, they've got them all. Yeah. And the uh, it's it's the early ones mm-hmm. are nice and they're uh, yeah. you know traditional, but it's only the ones of late. You know, the more recent. 70s. Yeah, the 70s from ones. like the seventies on yeah. out. Is, yeah. is where each team that wins the World Series has decided they're going to make up rings bigger and more gaudy than any right. of the previous winners. Exactly. So it's it's the ones of the last few years are the ones that are the most impressive, don't you uh, think? And, and yeah, and it's funny because if you look at it, like I, I'm studying a couple of them, and uh, if you look at them, they got like you know little carvings on them of, of different. And one of them, like the '78 ring, if you look at it close, it's got uh, it's got uh, uh, carved into it Munson. So it was a duplicate of his ring, of Thurman Munson's ring. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Mo- yeah. And and that's most appropriate since he was the yeah. guy that you know helped them win did that. He stir the drink. Wrong guy. Did he stir the drink? He he did. Not that other Jackson kid. Munson <laughs> stirred the drink. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I wanted to make sure I didn't forget to tell you that because when 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 I got it, I went, "Wow, this is unbelievable!" And I knew you'd appreciate it. And like yeah, I said, now where in your if how I happen to go before you, I, I will. I'll, I'll, it's in my will. So don't well, and to, if don't I come and try I, to kill me, I get to your house. Uh, you may find it missing anyway. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I'm envious. That's an awfully nice gift on their part to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting anything like that. It was pretty cool. I got a, I got a pretty impressive ring myself. I, I, uh, I've it, owned that for a hundred years. Love that it's ring. in my, it's in my bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about your, I was talking about your actual Yankee ring. Your, well, your, I has some meaning behind it. Yeah, I was uh, just a scout, but it's still. Yeah. One of my prized possessions. Yeah. So what other trades? You know, I I generally just follow the Yankees and the trades they make and whatnot. Uh, I know you're a little more open-minded. You kind of pay attention to other teams, too. Are are, uh, you privy to anything else going on in in Major League Baseball? I mean... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I follow the Cubs a little bit, but I've been disappointed. But I mean, the way they ended up last year, I mean, I, every year I say I'm done with them. And uh, last year was about the closest I came. I mean, when they just up and just gave up in the middle of the season, it was like, I don't know how much more of this I can take. Uh, but I haven't really, you know, because we were, I mean, up until a few days ago, it was like we, there was a chance that there wasn't going to be a season, you know? Right, and, right. Uh, which I find crazy about baseball around guys. I mean, you know, they're killing it in football. Uh, basketball, I don't know one way or another how they're doing, but baseball, you know, they need to do everything in their power to, to keep these fans. So why they would even, you know, have this problem for a second was beyond me. But uh, I'm glad to see that, that they did work it out. You know, the billionaires fighting the, the contributors. But anyway, but, but the last time Major League Baseball went on strike, it did yeah. cost a part of the season, and there were, and I got friends to this day that say because of that yeah. they no mm-hmm. longer care about baseball aren't interested yeah. won't go to a game and yeah. i'm fearful that there's going to be some people uh this yeah. time around are going to mm-hmm. feel the same way 
you know, and I. Well, have you noticed? Have you noticed that they're, they're they're trying all these different rules because they're trying to keep the younger people, and if the younger people, it's like the game's too slow, so now they're they're going to have a, you know the clock between the, the pitches, and they're going to. I mean, they're they're really trying. There's DH now in both leagues. I mean, because then everybody was tired of watching a pitcher get up and you know do nothing but uh, you know flare. Try to bunch. So, yeah. So and then they're they're taking off the shift. So I mean, that's nuts. Oh, they I mean, can no longer shift. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's this year or next year, but yeah, they're 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 taking off the shift. Wow. Which, yeah, I mean, if you ask me, that's that's like putting the ball on the tee anymore. It's it's like to me, it's like what's wrong with everything today. You know, I don't know. It's, it's the pussification of, of 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 America. I mean, come on now. Yeah, try to you know try to learn to hit through the shift instead of just well, that's too hard. I don't want to try. Yeah, on rare occasions, you'd see a guy uh, hit hit the other way when they had a shift on for him, and I always yeah. thought, hey, there you go. But but yeah. interestingly, uh, I would watch these teams and, and the shift, and I would think to myself, gosh, why why not 2000, the year 2020, whatever it is, yeah, are they are they just now doing the shift? Why didn't they do that with Mickey Mantle? And and uh, I I want to remember that that some teams did that against Ted Williams. Yeah, yeah. but, and then but it wasn't just hit the ball the opposite way. Right, and, and and it wasn't as prominent as it's been the last couple of years in Major League Baseball. And I thought, gosh, that, that's when you think about it, it's probably not a bad strategy. Yeah, and yet. Yeah. Uh, it took this long for teams to do it on a on a regular basis. Hey, I got a couple things they're going to do in the minor leagues this year. Uh, one is the the pitch count uh, is going to start this year in the minor leagues, and the they're yeah. going to have an automated ball strike call. It's going to be done yeah. by computer Robo-com. now. The robo up, yeah, yeah, robo up. I don't mind. I mean, you always got to have an umpire back there just for plays at the plate and certain other things. But, uh, you know, I don't mind it. I mean, if, if it makes the call, the umpire gets it in his ear and he makes the call, then he's going to take all the argument out of that. I mean, I would think there's always going to be glitches. You know that. But, you know. Yeah, and I think that's a real positive. Do you do you guys? Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I, I'm actually fine with it. I'm uh, I'm okay with the, uh, you know, the uh, challenge and then to go review it on film. You know, the instant replay kind of a thing has, has I think, been effective. And, and it certainly eliminates an umpire from just blatantly, you know, blow on a call, which I, anybody's capable of. I mean, it's if it's a bang-bang play, I, I like the process of taking a timeout and, and reviewing it so that a team is no longer cheated uh, out of a big win or rally that way. Round guy, you know what? I had I had an idea, and I think this would be a good one for you. I thought this would be a good show, and it would be called Let's Go to the Tape. And what we do is, over the course of history, it doesn't even have to be baseball, it can be basketball, it would be all these games back a long time ago that you watch, and if you went to the tape, how it would change. Classic example, St. Louis Cardinals, Kansas City, Don Dinkinger makes the call at first that's completely wrong, and Kansas City wins the game. Do you remember that? I do oh, remember absolutely. that. Okay. So if you let's go to the tape. If you watch that, and that, that would have changed that game. Uh, 
a lot of people are saying if you watch uh, uh, the Steelers, the Immaculate Conception, uh, the uh, reception, uh, yeah. uh, Franco Harris, right? they're saying the ball hit the ground. They're saying that the tip of the ball hit the ground. That's an incomplete pass. I mean, there's there's so many things you could go back in history before they had this correction kind of thing that would have changed the course of, of uh, you know, some of the greatest games in the world. I think that'd be interesting to, 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 to watch. Well, I'd be careful where you said that because it is a great idea. Somebody yeah. uh, that's in the position to do so is yeah. going to steal that from you. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, just, I just think, I mean, I, I just, I was talking to somebody in a bar a while back, and we were just talking about, you know, this thing to try and get things right. And I'm thinking, geez, so, over the years, these poor people that, you know, they were in a position where they couldn't get it right, like the Don Dickinson game or, or the Immaculate uh, Reception. And I mean, there, there's, there's got to be thousands of them that if you went sure. to the Yeah. Just now, I'll everything. tell you a, a quick story to support that. Mm-hmm. I was at a fantasy camp and yeah. sitting next to Ernie Banks. Uh-huh. And listening to him tell me a story that uh, he one day slid into uh, second base mm-hmm. and was safe. All right, so he, he's got a double, right? Yeah, yeah. But there was a there was a play on him. The throw came in, and mm-hmm. uh, the umpire yelled uh, "safe." Yeah. Inadvertently, he had raised his left hand with the thumb up to oh, signal out. Wow. Oh, wow. And, yeah. and so Ernie, and I forget who the second baseman was, but, but they both look at the umpire and said, well, what is it? And Ernie said that the umpire said, well, you two heard me say safe, but 60,000 people saw me wave you out. So oh, you're wow. out. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there you go. I mean, uh, yeah. That's, and, I, yeah. you know, Ernie and the uh, uh, the second baseman, you know, they just kind of chuckled. Yeah. And said, well, there's nothing we can do about it. So, you know, I'll get them next time type of thing. There you go. There, there's a classic example. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that supports exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, Dave Johnson, he's the guy that, the, there you go, there's, there's your next show. Let's go to the tape. Yeah. You get a hold of all these old tapes, and, and that's it. You dissect them and say, well, how would this have changed uh, the history of, uh, of whatever sport? No, that, that would make a hell of a show. It's gold. For, yeah. for people it's that gold. follow sports as close as, as we do, yeah. Yeah. you know, that would be an awesome show. I'd watch that start to finish. Think about think about even if, if they go back and they actually put a clock on some of these guys that get knocked out, like the long count, the uh, uh, the Dempsey Tooney fight. When the, the, they actually put a clock on it, it was like instead of eight seconds, it was like twelve seconds. Or so. I mean, you know that. You know, right. Change the history of that. I mean, there's so many things like that. Buster exactly. Douglas. Buster Douglas got a fourteen second count. Uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, in the Mike Tyson fight. Yeah. There you go. Well, we got to pitch this idea to somebody that knows how to get it done. That's right. Oh, wow. Dave, Dave Johnson knows all the people. He'll get it done. I'd have to go to but video for that, though. We could do it on the YouTube channel. We'll, we'll yeah. put it together, I guess. So, yeah. anyway, uh, before I let before we end this one up, I want to talk a little bit about the, that trade. Uh, 
You guys got Donaldson. Donaldson's a, yeah. at minimum a serviceable third baseman. You know what I mean? He had 26 yeah. homers, uh, 70, yeah. uh, 70 some RBIs last year. I think it, if he could do that again, and his defense is a little better than what you had before. So I think you upgraded your third base position. And uh, you got it. This this kid, this is is Ish Isha Kinnear Falafa. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how to say his name. Yeah. But the kid's a, he, he's he's got seventy seven games as a shortstop and seventy games as a catcher, and some games at second and third. So that's the versatility. And you got this uh, really nice catcher, Ben uh, Ro, Ben uh, Rorvator. I, they got some hard to say names, but uh, he's a good, strong, uh, young twenty four year old catcher. That can't hurt your team any, can it? No, well, once again, it's like the wrong guy said. It, it, it all depends uh, how these guys uh, take it. How, you know, just sometimes they get revitalized, and some of these guys just, uh, you know, I, I would think if you were going to the New York Yankees, I, I couldn't think of how you could be. Let's be honest. I don't care who you are. You put on the pinstripes. That's got to. That's that's got to do. That's got to set a fire under your ass, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it sure would. If you can't play good for the New York Yankees, then you can't play good for nobody. I don't think well, so. and the only downside of that would be the fans. If for some reason you didn't produce immediately, oh, they'll, they'll rip you a new one. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're uh, they Yankee fans are more than honest and eager yeah. to tell you what they're thinking. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, the Yankees better play good this year because uh, you know the worst thing for them than coming in last place in the American League is just coming in second to to the Mets. So, you know, they just, no matter what they do, they got to be better than the Mets. And the Mets are going to be good this year, so the Yankees better up their game. That's all there is to it. I don't disagree with you there. That's yeah. absolutely true. Yep. Well, we just got a couple minutes left, uh, round guy. All right. Uh, you mentioned, you know, the, the uh, new changes, some of the yeah. changes with umpiring. It's, uh, I, I feel the need to acknowledge that at one time uh, there were four major league umpires from Des Moines, Iowa. That's right. Jay Cooper and, uh, um, of course, the, Tim the, McClellan. The, yeah. And, and uh, let's see, Mike. And then there was another fellow in Urbandale was wasn't up there for that long. Uh, yeah. But uh, Eric Cooper passed away. God bless yeah. him. I'm hearing yeah, I'm hearing that yeah. Tim McClellan, who at one time was yeah. considered the best umpire in the major yeah. leagues, I'm, I understand and have heard through the grapevine uh, he's got some health issues. Wow. So we yeah. certainly hope that that changes for the better. But, yeah, that was a unique accolade and a, yeah. and a hell of a trivia question. Yeah. At one time, you know, four one major league guy, umpires from Des Moines. I actually did a corporate show one time that McClellan was a speaker, and I got to talk to him uh, after the thing. And I, we, we talked about different things. But the one thing, of course, everybody brings up is the uh, the pine tar with the right. Brett. And right. it was funny because I said, well, Brett was really mad, and he kind of he kind of laughed it off. And he said, you know what? Did everybody make it look like Brett was going to come kill me? He says, watch it. He says, he runs at me, then he kind of runs sideways. He says, first of all, I'm three inches taller than him, and I was holding the back. So he said, uh, I, he said, Brett, Brett really didn't want a piece of me, which I, I found really funny. Well, and it probably would have got Brett banned for life. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. 
So, what about uh, the Field of Dreams? Have you ever you've been over to Dyersville before? Haven't you? Oh, yeah, I, I, I've ran around the bases by myself like an idiot a couple times. Um, and, and I wanted so bad to go to, the, to, to that game. And what a game that was! Oh, it's crazy. I, I, I know, I, I, but uh, I know they're going to do it. They're, they're going to keep doing it because it did so well. I, I I would love to go to one of those games. Well, it, this this summer they're going to have the uh, uh, Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, yeah. And I agree with you. I I would love to be there. I wanted. Yeah. I tried every. I called in every marker I had yeah. to go there last summer, and was unable to do it. So, like a lot of people, I had to watch it on yeah. TV. Yeah. Uh, I wanted. And, you know, it was my love for the Yankees, of course. But yeah. but to be able to say you were at the first one. That, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know that's just you know for a big baseball fan like that. We did a yeah. podcast with the fella that runs the promotions there. Hell of oh, a really? nice guy, and and uh, you know they uh, they have it now where you can take a tour of the house and even mm-hmm. uh, stay there overnight if you want. Oh wow! I mean, it was just amazing. I mean, to say that that game was nothing short of magical. I mean, the way it, the whole thing ended up. I mean, right. I feel bad because it's going to going to be really tough to top that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, I sure I was sure hanging on for that uh, score to go to the Yankees, mm-hmm. and then that uh, fellow from Chicago White Sox, yeah. an Anderson kid, he's tough. Poked a, a dinger yeah. and ended up yeah. winning it. Crazy yep. game. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, trying to make arrangements to go to New York and see a Yankee game this summer. I That's got, nice. I got a, of course, I grew up in central New York, and yeah, okay. uh, I, w- I went back for a, a high school reunion here this last oh. fall. Back with the second half of Round Guy the Podcast with our good friend Willie Farrell. We talked mm-hmm. about baseball. Uh, Ad nauseum. We are now. Let's take a few minutes, Willie. And yeah. and I've been watching the Iowa Hawkeyes and the NCAA. Yeah. yeah, they're uh, they're playing very well now. What are your thoughts? I'm, I I you know what I if you go back if you listen back when when Garza left and when Weiss Camp left, they were saying, oh, poor Hawks next year. You know that that Murray kid's kind of good, but what are they going to do and I mean, they literally, I think their, their preseason pick, they were like eighth in the Big Ten or something. So, I mean, to, to see where they're at right now and to see how good this Murray kid is, I mean. And his it, brother. It, it, yeah, yeah. well, I think his brother, his brother plays a whole different game. I mean, his brother's more finesse, uh, and I don't think he has all the tools. But uh, his brother's going to be great next year. But this kid, this kid's going to be a lottery pick. This kid's going to be top five. And uh, I just, they're fun to watch, man. They get up and down the court. They they, they score some points. They were horrible uh, uh, rebounding the ball at the start of the year. Fran must have light a fire under their ass because now they're rebounding. I mean, Dickie Vidal's got them in the Final Four. Well, you know, and the last time they were in the Final Four was uh, Ronnie Lester and, and uh, Kevin Boyle, and, and I think it was 1980. 1980, so, it was them in Louisville, and um, Louisville won it that year with Daryl Griffin. I followed it very close back then. Yeah, and and Iowa uh, didn't lose uh, and and be eliminated uh, in the Final Four by by a, 
any kind of a blowout. They were it was a close well, game. They could have beat Louisville in the first game, but uh, uh, Ronnie Lester went. Ronnie Lester scored like Iowa's first. I want to say nine points, and then and then got taken out of the game. Uh, hurt his, I believe, it was the knee. Knee went out. Yeah. So he, he he didn't even play the game. That's when Bobby Hanson, who was like a uh, you know sixth seventh man, had to come in and start. So I mean, uh, yeah. So I mean, they, they were at a disadvantage there. They they didn't they really had didn't have their best team on the floor at the time. Oh, hopefully nothing like that happens. I mean, yeah. If they if they lose, uh, uh, knock on wood, if they were to lose Keegan Murray, it'd, it'd be a whole different story. But uh, right, and they're, they're just they're just fun to watch. I mean, uh, and I, it's it's fun to watch these. It's fun to watch Bohannon finally, you know, in okay. in his career in the right way. It's it, it's fun to watch that Stanford kid, that young kid from uh, uh, West Des Moines, uh, come in and you know make some big baskets. Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm zeroed in on them. I'm loving all of it. Well, and, and uh, uh, Coach McCaffrey's son is is a contributor. Oh, yeah, both of them. Both yeah, they're they're not. Uh, you know, some people would look at the roster and go, "Hey, there's yeah. what's the coach's kids playing?" You know, and, right. and yeah. claim nepotism or something. But they're yeah. both uh, they're solid. Both, they're you know, they're out. both uh, deserving of yeah. playing. And uh, what I what I'm fearful of, and what We've seen a few times uh, from Iowa in the last time they made, you know, the Final Four, uh-huh. is that is that uh, since then there have been numerous uh, one and done in the in the NCAA yeah. tournament. You know where it happened to you? Yeah, where they blow your been, load early, as they say. Yeah, yeah, they've been yeah. predicted to to go well into the tournament and then get upset by a no name college, right? Uh, and that's, that's that always could happen. Yeah. Well, and it, and it has happened to other teams as well, not just Iowa. Yeah. But yeah. now and then, uh, Hawk fans would make the trip, or you know, certainly yeah. watching TV, and then and then uh, the Hawks have blown it. That's what I'm yeah. fearful of. That yeah, quick, I mean, yeah, well, that happened to uh, Iowa State a few years back when they were a two seed and got beat by a fifteen seed Hampton. And, and just until recently, there's never been a one seed beat by a sixteen seed, but that's happened now also. So, yeah, I, no, no team is safe. I mean, yeah. Here's another thing: Have you been watching the Hawkeye Girls? Yes, with the girl from Dowling, the Caitlin Clark girl. She's she is my team. favorite player. I love watching her play. Shooter in the country, Van Orwell. That's why she's the best shooter in the country, man or a woman. Here's how I put them. I put her, then Steph Curry. That's how I. That's how I line it up. That girl can. That girl can shoot. She is a pure shooter. Yes. And, and uh, yeah, it's just like fun to watch her. Yeah. So and she's only a sophomore. sophomore. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think with the girls, I mean, there's no real reason. Now that they've got this NIL, this name, image, likeness, you know, there's no reason to jump to anything else. Hopefully, uh, she's a spokesman for IV already, so hopefully she can uh, she can get, get her uh, pounds worth of uh, flesh and, and uh, make some money doing this. Well, and uh, she's certainly a, uh, a candidate for the WNBA, right? Oh yeah, oh without a doubt, without a doubt, yeah. Uh, I think she would be a big, a big draw. Fans yeah. would come out of the woodwork to watch her play. Everybody loves to watch somebody shoot. Uh, everybody likes the, the gunslinger throwing it up from half court. 
You remind me, uh, when I was a kid growing up, I was a senior in high school. That's how far back. So this was uh, early 70s. There was a guard for Syracuse, Uh the men's team. His name was Greg Coles, K-O-H-L-S. But his his nickname was Kid, Kid Coles. And I would watch him, and and, uh, he was lights out. You know, and this Caitlin Clark reminds me of him. Uh, Greg Kid Coles. He was fun to watch. He was like uh, he was like uh, an answer to uh, Pete Maravich. Yeah, who was uh, quite a shooter, dribbler, and yeah. and and pretty exciting to watch. Big Ten when they had uh, uh, Rick Mount played for Purdue. And uh, he used to shoot those 40. He, Rick Mountain came into Iowa and scored 60 points one game, and there was no three-point line, and I don't think he took one shot closer than 25 feet. So, I mean, in, in today's game, that has been like a 90-point game. So, yeah. Yeah. The same with this quick uh, kid Coles. They didn't have yeah. the three-point line there. Yeah, back then. Oh, man. But uh, like my buddy Bob Knight would say, with this three-point line, he said, if yeah. we give three points for an outside shot, then we ought to only give one point for a layup. There you go. Bob, Bob wouldn't like that. He would have said that and then thrown the chair at somebody. That's yes. That's how Bobby did. I wonder where that chair ended up. It should be in uh, some kind of a Hall of Fame somewhere. Or I, I think, yeah, I think, I'm going to Google that. I think... Uh, yeah. It, somebody sold it in a sports auction or something. Hey, round guy, have you talked about this yet? Think about this. So Tom Brady says this last year, he's done. So the last touchdown pass he throws, okay? Yeah. A fan bought the ball that he threw the last touchdown pass for a half a million dollars. Wow. Now Brady's coming back. He is? Now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're Brady. Yeah, Brady's coming back. He's coming back to Pennsylvania. So. I I can't believe I didn't hear that. That had to be big yeah. news. Oh, yeah. Well, it was pretty big news, yeah. He's coming back. This guy's got this half-million-dollar ball that's now worth, uh, oh, what, what's the football go for? Uh, 75 90 or something? Uh, this poor bastard. I think Brady, I think the one thing Brady should have to do is buy the ball back from the guy. Yeah, he cer- certainly could afford it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He made the, he made the statement yesterday. He says he's not done. He wants the quarterback at, at uh, forty five years old. When did he make that decision? Yesterday. Uh, yeah, it was late yesterday. Okay. All right. Wow. There you go. So you know what that means? You get your get your catcher's mitt out, dust it off. I think you're ready to go again. Well, I, I got to get rid of this walker. No, I think the walker helps. That, that'll hold you up. I'm going to need something to do that. There you go. You keep the walker there at all times. It'll help you block the play. It's perfect. I like it. But I, I yeah. still can't get over this announcement that it came out yesterday. I'm surprised they didn't preempt all TV yeah. shows to announce that. I think a lot of people are pretty much just sick of him. <laughs> I think it's like 
he's like, a, it, what's the word the kids use? Thirsty. Yeah. It's like, you know, when he went away, it was like, okay, you are the greatest. And now it's like, he wants to come back. It's like, oh, come on, dude. Well, you're the greatest of all time. Just stop. You're done. Yeah. He says he's, he's got another year left in him. That's right. Well, that's what happened to Brett Favre. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, he wanted to stay out of uh, spring practice. Yeah. Because he hated that, and and uh, so he kept teasing everybody with the yeah. I think I'm going to hang up. Yeah, I'm going to hang it. No, and I'm coming yeah. back. I'm coming back. Yeah. And he did that once too often because the Packers mm-hmm. finally said, "No, we got yeah. our boy Rogers. We're going to. We don't need you." Yeah. That's yeah. why he ended up playing uh, longer, but with you know five, six, or seven other teams. Hey, I I did some research on the Bobby Knight tear. If you want to hear about it. Yeah, the what? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, what happened? Well, it says here that uh, basically uh, the staff picked up the chair and put it in a rack with a whole bunch of other chairs, and then they, I think all the chairs were the same color, and uh, it's one of those chairs, and nobody knows which <laughs> one it is, and uh, uh, well, exactly hundreds of people claim they have it, but uh, there is no real accountability for where that exact chair is. I'm surprised at that. Oh, uh, God. I, wouldn't you lie? I would have lied. Said, yeah, this one right here. That's the uh, third one. I mean, right. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, it was immediately put in a stack with other chairs. They just oh, took it off man. and put it in a stack, and then they stacked more chairs on top of it. and So they just don't know. It was oh. in, in a rack, I guess. I would have oh, set that off to the side, said, I'll buy the replacement chair, and I'm yeah. taking this one. And even if I didn't know which chair it was, I'd lie and say, yeah, it was this chair right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to know? Who's going to know? It's so. like a baseball player hitting a home run, and after the game, a kid coming up with a ball, he got yeah. batting practice and said, hey, this is your home run ball. <laughs> exactly. There you That's go. Crazy. Wow. That's crazy. But that begs the question, Willie. What would you think to be, if you were a, a, a sports collector, okay. what would be the ultimate collectible you'd want to put on your uh, tr- in your trophy case? Wow. Um, you could pick yeah, anything. Yeah, okay, you would know better than me. Uh, I mean, because you, you follow this kind of stuff. But, I mean, because I think some things after a while, like, um, like you Anything that's really modern, like, if you, when I mean modern, I even think, like, the 80s, like, Michael Jordan stuff to me is, like, you know, I, I don't, I just don't know, you know, the, the game-winning ball that he hit, blah, blah, games, he's done it so many times. I think you got to go back. Um, I mean, you got to go way back. I mean, I, I would think uh, in any sport, jeez, um, I don't know, a Babe Ruth, uh, if you could get the ball that he called the home run with her. Or uh, the, when Bobby Thompson hit the home run, the, the Giants win the one Giants win the series. Or I don't know. I mean, I just don't know what what the consensus is of what what, what every. I would want something that I know would have some kind of value to it. And the only thing that has value is something that everybody wants. So what what's the one thing everybody would want? You know what I mean? What's what's the one right. thing that if you were to ask a hundred people, fifty people would go, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, so I don't know the answer. What, what would you say if it was up to you? 
Well, I uh, I would like a Babe Ruth Yankee uniform. Okay. Okay. That, 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 oh, there you go. Uh, and I, here's I, why I, I say mean, that. Uh, several years ago, his Yankees jersey sold at a sports auction for $4 million. There you go. I mean, wasn't it always the Hans Wagner's uh, baseball card that was the holy grail of uh, – is that the one? Was it Hans Wagner or yeah. the guy? What? The yeah. Honus Wagner T206 is yeah. worth a couple of million if it's in pristine shape. Right, but so here's, uh, yeah. here's a uh, – uh, a story you'll appreciate. Uh, I went with uh, Keith Murphy, and we yeah. went to Chicago to cover the Bulls in a uh, you know a title a playoff game. Yeah. And I had uh, a, a waitress at the Funny Bone asked me to get Michael Jordan's autograph. Okay. And I said, if I can do it, I will. She said, oh, my kid would just go crazy. Mm-hmm. So I had a chance to have Michael Jordan sign a, a card. It was a baseball or a basketball card, right? Yeah. I brought it back, gave it to her. She was very appreciative, mm-hmm. as she should have been, right? Because I, sure. I easily thought about keeping it myself. Yeah. But I, I told her I'd do it. I know it would bring a, uh, this kid of hers just he'd go crazy. So I gave it to her. All right. And that was years ago. So I'm, uh, look at, you know, I can't afford to buy any sports stuff anymore, but I still keep an eye on it because I'm curious as to what items are available and what they go for and price. In an auction, I saw a a signed Michael Jordan basketball card Mm -hmm. and it sold for over $3,000. Wow. Uh, and I thought, I got to get that card back. <laughs> I just don't care. That's right. Uh, but uh, so yeah, sports memorabilia, you know. You, know what? you, did, you did something nice for my father in law, if you remember correctly. You got that's right. A, uh, he got him, and he still got it. In 91, he loves it. He, it you got him a autographed uh, Muhammad Ali picture. And he, he got up in his house. Yeah, I think of Muhammad Ali often. Yeah. yeah. What a thrill that was to get to know him a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, well, I, I, so I'm on, so I'm on the lookout for Babe Ruth's uh, uniform. I'll, if I find that, then I'll give you a call. And we'll, uh, I'll, we'll, I'll we'll pony up $4 million yeah. and, and buy it from you. Let me tell you about a collectible that I, I had skip away, skipped right out of my hands. You'll appreciate this. Okay. I got a buddy of mine lives in Buffalo. I've known him forever. I met him in a fantasy camp, right? Yeah. We're best friends. Out of the blue in 1999, so we're going back a ways. Yeah. He calls me and he says, how would you like to go to the uh, All-Star game? Mm-hmm. And I said, are, are the Kennedys gun shy? Hell yeah. There you go. <laughs> and, and he says, all you've got to do is buy your uh, airfare. He said, I'll, I'll get the hotel room. 
Uh, he said, I got a buddy of mine that's a, a season ticket holder with the Red Sox. He's got the All-Star Game tickets, and he said it's his treat. He's taking you and me to the to the game. Uh, and I said, that's fantastic. Yeah. So I'd never met this guy, right? But I meet him yeah. right there at the, at the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Seemed like a nice fella. I thank him for the tickets. When, when we go to take our seats, right? And I, at this point, I had no idea where we were going to be sitting. Yeah. Whether it was, you know, center field, you know, right field. But anyway, we, we show the ticket to the usher. He takes us down. We're, we're like five rows behind the American League dugout. Wow. Which, which tells me right away, yeah. this guy, if he had chose to sell the tickets, could have probably yeah. got a couple of grand for him. Easy. Yeah. And here he, he, uh, he gives them to me and my buddy for free. So I, I just can't get over how generous this guy is. And in the long about the sixth inning, Jim Tomey is playing first base. Uh, oh, and uh, Barry Larkin has just grounded out to the shortstop. So the shortstop throws to first base. And gets them out. And yeah. I notice running into the dugout, Jim Tomey's got the ball in his glove. He doesn't drop it at the mound like they used to do at that yeah. time. Right. So I noticed that. So when he gets closer to the dugout, I stood up and I yelled, Hey, Jimmy. And I yeah. got my arms out like, Hey, throw me the ball. Yeah. Yeah. And he does. He does. The guy throws me the game used ball. Barry Larkin just grounded out to. And I'm looking at it, and I'm just thinking, mm-hmm. how lucky am I to get this game-used souvenir mm-hmm. from my first All-Star game? Yeah. Right? And, and I'm just beside myself. And, and uh, the, the, there's a guy with his little boy sitting right behind us. And the guy mm-hmm. leans over. He goes, hey, he was throwing that to my son. And I turned to him. I go, yeah, nice try. And I kept it. I, and I knew, you know, he was throwing it to me. He didn't even see the kid. But I'm thinking, boy, this is such a souvenir. My buddy Pee Wee looks over at me. He's sitting in the middle of me and this other fella. And he goes, he goes to me. He goes, you should give that to John. He's a ticket holder that just gave us our tickets for free. Yeah. And I go, no, there's no way. And then I stopped. And I yeah. went, I thought to myself, yeah, it's the right thing to do. And so I offered to him, I go, John, I'd like you to have this. And he gave me obligatory, oh, no, no, I, I wouldn't want to. I said, if you yeah. say, I'm going to ask you again, and if you yeah. say that, I'm going to keep it. Uh-huh. And I said, John, I'd like you to have this. And he took it. <laughs> he took the ball. <laughs> he took the ball. But I, I thought... You know, I didn't want to, but I yeah. knew it was the right thing to do to give him the ball. Yeah. And, uh, Plus, you just screwed the little kid, too. So, that's, you know, that's uh, super easy one. Well, I, like I said, I knew I knew he wasn't throwing it to the kid. Yeah. Well, I'm seeing something on uh, TV now about Brady coming back. There you go. You know what that means, don't you? He just doesn't like his old lady. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, you know the old thing when, 
you can have the most beautiful wife in the world, there's just some, some guy that's just tired of her. That might be Brady. You look at his yeah. age, he's absolutely stunning. But maybe Brady just don't want to be. Because that was his reason for retiring. He said, I want to spend more time with my family. Well, obviously, he spent some time with his family. He goes, you know what? This, this is enough. I spent enough time. Get me out of here. Right. Right. There you go. Brady is back. Brady's back, baby. Well, you know, he's never really been hurt that bad, which no. is yeah. fortunate. So, physically, you know, there's yeah. uh, if he's still in good shape, he, you know, he could probably get away with it. In this day and age where they protect the quarterback the way they do, I mean, there, there's no there's no like he's going to get hurt. I mean, you know, right. hands off Tommy. So He go. wants to outplay uh, George Blanda. George Blanda, exactly. He was, what, 87 when he retired? Something like that. Somebody else, I think that's what they're saying. I think George Blanda took a snap at 45 or something. So I think he wants to beat that. Well, he can do it. He can do it. He can do it. I wonder how much money they'll give him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, because uh, they probably got to they probably got to re-sign him. Yeah. You know, as long as they had yeah. him on the retired list. Yeah. I mean, I told you, you know, the thing about Brady, which made him so great, and what, what people don't understand, which obviously Aaron Rodgers doesn't understand, Brady's never been the highest-paid quarterback. He's always taken his money and split it up with the people that he needed. That's what made him so good. Is like, you know, he says, you know, I, yeah, I could be the highest paid, but I ain't got guys blocking and pass, you know, doing other things for me. What, what good's the money going to do? So that's what he's done. So where right. where. Aaron Rodgers just signed this huge contract. I don't think there's any money left for anybody else. So <laughs> You'd be perfect to respond to this question. Uh, I got a buddy of mine I went to college with, and and uh, he's pretty sports-minded. Yeah. And I'll ask him this question uh, periodically, and he always gives me the same answer. You know, I'll say to him, uh, Who's the greatest center fielder of all time? He goes, oh, oh you can't, you can't pick one. You gotta look Run at uh, this category, this category, everything. And I ask him, who's the greatest quarterback of all time? And he'll say, oh, you gotta, oh, you gotta figure out which one's left-handed and which yeah. one this and which one, you know. And and he said, you really can't answer. I said, sure, you can answer. There's gotta be one quarterback. Who's the greatest of all time? And and he says, Who do you think? I said, Tom Brady. I said, yeah. the guy, you know, the guy set a lot of records. He's won six Super Bowls. How yeah. can you compare anybody else to him, regardless of, of the category? Yeah. And he still maintains you gotta break that down and and I say Tom Brady, greatest of all time, just because he took his team and won the Super Bowl six times. Yeah. Here's my thing. Seven times. Yeah, here's my thing. Is uh, I, I've always been a Joe Montana. You know, he's Italian. He went to Notre Dame. I love Montana. He's 4-0. But even I got to say, at this point, you got to give it to Brady. I mean, I see a lot of people, you know, Brady's won more than anybody else. He's won it seven times. He's also lost three times. It's like with people with Jordan and uh, LeBron. I mean, you know, people say, well, Jordan won six, never lost. And, you know, LeBron won only like four and lost. Or seven, but the fact that LeBron's been there that much, I still think Jordan's the greatest. But there's people that will make that that argument that you know, well, you know, just because LeBron's lost doesn't mean he's not great because he's been there a ton of times. 
But in this case, I, I got to say Brady. I, I don't know how you, how, how you can. All right, the next time he calls me, I'm going to call you and let you talk to him. Yeah. Man, you know, he, uh, I, mean, I love Mickey Mantle. I can't, I, I can't go against the mix. But uh, there's people that will say Willie May. There's people that will say, you know, whoever. But uh, I always like the mix. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. You know, and I'm sorry you never got to hang with him a little bit. I know. I know. That's uh, I, I, I hear your stories, and uh, it, I, I, it's wonderful. You know, and that's the thing about, you know, this times out perfectly because, mm-hmm. as you know, I probably went to 20 different fantasy camps. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, I'm too out of shape now to, to go and play. Yeah. But most of the guys I would want to hang with have all passed yeah. away. Yeah. You know, Mick, Whitey Ford, Tom Tresh. Exactly. You know, if you go to a fantasy camp now, you get guys that retired two years ago. You know, yeah. and that's yeah. that's your fantasy camp. But yeah, my fantasy—they gotta be—they gotta be older than me, and that yeah, my fantasies are running out because people older than me are no longer around. But. Uh, yeah, I, I I can't be I can't be a little girly fan of somebody that's uh yeah younger than I am. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I just uh, you know if Mick were still alive and doing these camps, no, no. Uh, I'd be there with with my walker or without. That's right. He'd be on some kind of uh, liver machine, I'm sure. <laughs> He'd be on his third one. He and David <laughs> Crosby. Yeah, there you go. Willie, we got to do this again. I love talking to you. I love you, buddy. So, uh, until the next time, thanks for everything. And uh, how do people follow you on social media so they know when they can catch your next uh, act? Uh, uh, You know, at this point, I I had a website up, but now it's not done. So, it's uh, it's Google Willie Farrell. You'll find me somewhere. Okay. Um, Do you have any gig coming up right away that people can get to? Um, uh, for the next uh, two months, it's nothing but private stuff, so ah. that's just it. I want to be in hiding. Great, so. great. There you go. Well, then uh, g- g- uh, tell Mark Johnson to hunt me up, and uh, we'll come in and see uh, Mark Gross if he's in town. Or... Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get a hold of him and let him know I talk to you, buddy. All right, brother. Hey, right. tell the bear thanks. She was great. Yeah. Give Jenny a hug. We'll be in touch. All right, pal.